Hi, my name's Yanni. I'm an Aboriginal peer support worker at Headspace Adelaide. I'd like to acknowledge that the land we operate from and are meeting on right now is the land of the Kaurna people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and future, and acknowledge Headspace's commitment to making a positive contribution to young people who are Aboriginal. two new fresh faces, two new guests with us today. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Josh. I'm um, 21 years old, mm -hmm. currently studying a Bachelor of Law and International Relations at Flinders, and I'm a Youth Ambassador at Headspace Adelaide. Great, thank you. And I'm Nicole. I'm also 21 this year, and I'm studying psychology at the University of Adelaide, and I'm also a youth ambassador, but at Headspace Adelaide. Perfect. Yeah. So you might be wondering why we have some guests with us today. <laughs> so um, today we're talking about change and everything that goes along with change, you know, in life. Um, you might move to a new place, you might start a new job, you know, um, pandemic, other things that happen in your life where change can flow in and out and things Things can happen to us. So we wanted to explore today more about what change is and showcase some lived experience stories of change and the impacts they've had on someone's life. So we might start with you, Josh. Do sure. you mind sharing a little bit about who you are, your background? Obviously, you gave us a bit of an introduction there, but a bit more about um, you yourself and what sort of changes you've gone through in life, why we've brought you on today to talk. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm originally from um, Mildura in Victoria. Um, in far in the far northwest region, yeah. and I lived there all my life until 2020, which is when I moved to Adelaide for study purposes. Um, and yeah, um, moved into residential accommodation, um, and got to experience normal life for a few weeks <laughs> until everything changed when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a probably one of the biggest changes I've experienced in my life so far. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? There? So I'm from a culturally and linguistically diverse background. I'm not from Australia. I'm from Malaysia. I'm ethnically Chinese. And I moved to Australia, Adelaide about three years ago for university. And yeah, this is life since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the big question I have for both of you, I think we'll get them out of the way, is Adelaide or home? <laughs> I was going to say big city, but Adelaide's not really a big city. I was going to say Josh, it was Mildura. Mildura, the big city. Well, Adelaide's not really a big city, but, yeah, yeah you know, like, obviously home is home and you'll always mm. want to go back. But, you know, mm. um, do you see yourself, um, like, making a, making a place for you outside of home or would you like mm. to go back home, back, um, back with your family and friends yeah. and things like that? Yeah, um, that's a really good question, actually. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, once I moved out of Mildura, I kind of... Um, when I first moved out, I kind of had this idea of I'm out now, I'm never going back, <laughs> like I'm um, where I want to be. But even now, like sometimes you just want to be able to get to one place to from one place to another within like a five, 10 minute drive, like I used to be able to back in Mildura. And I do miss the kind of like laid back country lifestyle, um, like being able to go down to the Murray River and just chill with friends and um, definitely more laid back. Um, but yeah, 
I don't know. I'm not sure whether I'd go back there at this point. I guess like I'm still experiencing Adelaide. Like I'm still, I still feel like there's so much for me to experience here yet um, that it's, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to make a decision at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I'm trying to just gain the best of both worlds. That's Mm. how I see it. Um, It was really difficult leaving family because I really, you know, family is one of the biggest things of my life. But I think you know, coming here, creating a new life, creating friends and experiencing a bunch of new things. I think it has really given me a new mindset that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to achieve if I was just back home. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting and a good reflection about that mindset. Um, On that, are there things like in your transition that were particular points of interest or things that um, you found bumpy along the way or good things? Um, I think for me, I had a major culture shock coming here. Just, you know, the lifestyle here is really laid back compared to where I'm from, everything. You know, Asia doesn't really sleep. So (laughs) when things shine at six, I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) What do I do now? It's it's an Adelaide thing. You move move from any other city in Australia and it's the same. I'm like, I haven't even had dinner yet. (laughs) Yeah, but I think just learning how to like, you know, quiet down, knowing like what's, you know, really valuable in life and, you know, being able to just slow down was really a big thing for me, a big change. And I really enjoyed it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, the main main change for me um, has been like coming from quite a a country closed mindset kind of Mm -hmm. environment where people aren't really tolerant of diversity or um, just like new things, like new ideas. And um, yeah, coming to an area where, or a place like Adelaide, which is a lot more accepting and I know you just kind of get exposed to a diverse range of opinions that I wouldn't have been exposed to when I was back home. Yeah, it's a change that I've really enjoyed while I've been here. Did you feel welcome coming to a new place? I think I did. I did feel welcome. I think it was a good time for me to come in first year as well. That's when, you know, everyone else is sort of changing into mm-hmm. a new phase. Everyone else is also going through it and, you know, having everybody, you know, on the same boat really made me feel like I belonged. Yeah. But I think um, there were parts that made me, I wouldn't say I wasn't welcomed, but obviously as in, you know, someone coming in, I would feel um, out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely did feel welcomed here. Yeah. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've, I felt pretty welcome as well. Um, I guess one thing I found is that Adelaide seems to be quite clicky in a mm. sense. I definitely, yeah, um, I definitely understand that. And um, yeah, like I remember some of my first classes at uni, um, the number one question everyone was asking each other was, where did you go to school? Oh, yeah. school did you I, I do it all the time as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, it's like you said, it's, it's a clicky thing, especially because like people don't want to interact with certain schools. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, um, it was really strange. Like you could feel people judging each other as soon as you said which mm. school it was, which I found really interesting. Um, so I guess it was a bit hard in that sense because, you know, most of the people who was within that situation were like Adelaide people through and through, um, have just grown up in the city their whole lives. And yeah, there definitely have other been other points where I've just felt really out of place as someone just coming from 
the country. And yeah, it's it's funny when like people will complain about like Adelaide being boring, for example. Like I find I find it great because yeah. it's just like from my experience, there's just so much more to do. And um, yeah, so that's been interesting. Too. Yeah. Did either of you know someone when you moved here, like someone either here or moving with you or anything like that? Did you have any of that prior connection? Um, yeah, so I have my uncle and his family yeah. live here, which is good, although they're often very busy, like they both work full time, so I haven't been able to see them uh, a lot. And then, yeah, I have a distant friend from primary school who moved here. But yeah, other than that, not many personal connections yep. at all. Yeah, mm. I would say the same. I moved here with no, knowing no one, but I think I, when I got here, I reconnected with some of my old mates who moved here as well. Yeah, which was really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, did you find then finding community and finding friends or developing those connections difficult? I think I would have really struggled if I hadn't have moved into a residential, like um, residential uni accommodation straight away. Because, yeah, you're instantly thrown in with a group of people who are experiencing the exact same thing as yeah, you. Yeah, cool. Um, often a lot of people from rural and um, international backgrounds as well. So, it's it's new to everyone and you kind of have that shared experience which makes things a whole lot easier um and especially with the pandemic um i feel like if i had have moved into somewhere by myself or with housemates who i didn't know um i would have really struggled yeah. mentally that's a really cool yeah. reflection that the residential colleges can provide that community and similar like-minded people along the way yeah. yeah yeah i've had a similar experience as well i moved into a student accommodation which kind of puts you in the same boat with everyone else and mm -hmm. everyone is also looking to make new connections and so it was a lot easier that way and after my first year there I've moved out with a friend that I met there and yeah I think it really helped me you know settle in here yeah would you say that um if it wasn't for the residential college or the, the student accommodation you would have struggled a little bit like finding some like people to to move out with yeah, I, I think I would. Um, I don't think it would have been that easy for me to make such a large amount of friends. I, I, f I think I would have found my way eventually, but it definitely gave me that extra help that I needed. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I would have um, struggled quite a lot, um, especially because, well, everything in terms of uni transitioned online so quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I only really got to know the people in my course for two three weeks mm. um and yeah then again i didn't really know anyone very well um so yeah um yeah definitely grateful i was around like people who are experiencing something similar mm. at the time so let's maybe like go back to the hometowns uh for a second mm -hmm. um how often do you, uh, you know, connect with the people back at home? Do, is it like, especially like compared to when you first would have moved, when it would have been like every day, every, you know, a couple hours probably, um, do you still find yourself, you know, making, taking the time to talk to mum or dad or any of your friends back, back home? Um, I guess with me, like I've always like gotten in touch with my family pretty consistently. Like mm -hmm. I will normally call them like um, once a week or once every two weeks. Um, yeah, with friends, it's been a bit more interesting. Like, um, yeah, definitely communicating a lot more from when I um, first left. But I guess as time's, time has gone on and I've met new people and, um, yeah, 
it, it can be a bit hard to kind of, um, yeah, I guess um, continue to communicate with people when at times you feel like you've moved on as a person from them. Yeah. And um, that can be, I found, I found that to be a little bit mm. of a struggle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think I've kept quite close contact with my family. I'm pre- we, I come from a pretty ni- tight-knit family, so I've found that, you know, staying connected with them throughout this time has been really helpful, mm. especially during COVID. Um, with friends, I think most of my friends have also moved away from home. So they say, sort of known that, you know, they have to put in the same amount of effort to yeah. stay in contact. Mm. So that has really helped that we all are on the same page. And it might be difficult, you know, now that, you know, we're from different parts of the world and you know, time zones are different. Yeah. So we have to schedule in a time that yeah. we'll make, you know, a video call and all of that. But I think, yeah, it has really helped, you know, staying rooted and having the support through, you know, a new time. Yeah. Um, speaking, I guess, of those connections and in helping, in your transition or moving here, was there anything in particular that helped you cope or was, you know, particular importance with that transition? Mm, yeah. Well, obviously, we've touched on the residential colleges helping and mm. help finding that sense of community. Mm. Was there anything extra on top of that? Yeah, I think aside from, you know, staying connected to my family and my friends, I've also found that, you know, trying out new things while balancing doing the things that you liked previously really helped, you Mm -hmm. know, staying rooted. For me, I think um, as part of the culture shock was the food. I I really love the food back home and that's one of the things I miss the most. I can sympathize. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, just trying out new foods but also trying to find, you know, some comfort foods here that, you know, really speaks to the soul and, you know, trying to find what, what you can find here has also been really fun and also, Connecting with people from the same background, I think, really helped just so yeah. that you don't really lose touch of, you know, a sense of home, mm-hmm. which has helped. And also, you know, just I find having a balance between exploring new things and staying rooted really helps me. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm. Um, I think for me, um, getting in touch with other people from rural communities was helpful because, yeah, like they're going through mm. a similar thing and it's just nice to have that. Yeah, again, that shared experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess in a similar way, like, I'm a massive, like, novel reader. So, cool. um, yeah, so I did try and, like, continue to keep that up in those first, um, at least those first few months while I was here. And I guess that was something I enjoyed back home. So, yeah, it kind of gave me that bit of stability, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, I would say that... Try to find a routine that works for you that is somewhat familiar at the same time. I think when I first came, I was so excited and overwhelmed. I just was trying out all these things and I was, wasn't really paying attention or trying to, you know, look after myself, I would say. Just, you know, going around and like meeting new friends and going to all these new activities. And I realized that I was burning myself out yeah, quite a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Just realizing that I'm not, you know, taking the time to like, you know take care of myself, making sure that I'm also feeling like I get time to recharge and not just head dive into a new lifestyle entirely. No, yeah. that makes perfect sense, not getting caught up in the whirlwind. Yeah. Similar yeah. to like in O-Week or when you yeah. first start uni yeah. and all those things, there's so much going on. Yeah. I imagine like, is it when you start residential college, they do like lots of activities yeah. as well? Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are tons of activities to go for, especially the start of the year during O-Week and 
you know, you get really excited and you just forget about everything else. Yeah, <laughs> no, so making mm. sure you stay rooted and, in, and yeah. you know, mm -hmm. keeping that stuff is important. And how do you sure. find um, studies? Because, like, obviously at the end of the day, you are students as well. Um, mm. And how do you find, like, um, does, it, does, does it, like, the stress build up a bit sometimes because you, you've got this sort of outside pressure because you're not, you know, you're not home, you're, not, you're, you're in a bit of a foreign area, and then on top of that, you've got to keep up, you know, studies. Does it just sometimes you... You just have to take a second and go. All right. Well, I've got to. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to do something else. I've got to watch a movie, read a book, play some games, listen to music. Mm. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, I think. Um, like I found my degree quite stressful at times because there's just so much independent study that's expected of you, mm. and I feel sometimes like I have a bit of imposter syndrome, in the sense that I don't feel like I'm qualified or smart enough because of my background and I'm just a country bumpkin from <laughs> from the middle of nowhere and um, that, you know, I just, I feel like I, um, I'm just like not coping very well. But yeah, I guess in those moments, having other friends who are uni students has helped. Just like chatting to them, kind of offloading after a, a long mm -hmm. day. And yeah, like I've also got other hobbies as well, like um, play guitar. So that's been really, I guess, relaxing as well. I would say I have the opposite experience of that. I come from kind of a pressure cooker environment. So I wouldn't say we were spoon fed, but there was just a lot of um, expectations from, you know, where I used to be from and how we approach studies. Everyone was kind of running a rat race and here it's kind of, you do your own thing. So it was a little bit of a shock to me and I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I can take things the way I would like to and it makes, learning so much more enjoyable but also realizing that okay you know like you just focus on your own thing you don't have to overdo it you don't have to yeah. underdo it and just finding the perfect balance of studying enjoying experiencing life and making sure that you're taking care of yourself that's awesome you mentioned shock and like things that surprised you and <laughs> i know we've touched on a few different things um but were there anything specific you know Sometimes leading up to change, we can anticipate it, luckily, and kind of lead towards something that might happen, whether it's, you know, the moves that we've talked about or starting a new job or degree or things like that. Mm -hmm. And some of that anticipation can lead to anxiety and all that good stuff or not so good <laughs> stuff, depending on how you use anxiety. <laughs> um, were there particular shocks or did the anticipation lead to anything and did that lead to any particular stresses that came from it? Quite a simple thing, which was quite stressful at times, is just getting around town. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very used to, like, everything either being a five-minute or ten-minute drive away. And sometimes I would um, I'd go to drive somewhere, I'd check Google Maps, and, and I would not really... I'd be like, oh, I could get there quicker than that. And <laughs> think that I could. And, um, and then, you know, if there were roadworks or really bad traffic um, at the start, it really used to stress me out mm -hmm. quite a lot because I just... I wasn't used to it. Most of the lanes on the roads where I'm from are like single lane in other yeah. directions. So <laughs> like changing lanes and all that, just little things like that. In like when you, you're also stressed about other things like study and um, making new friends and that. I find sometimes, I found sometimes that like those little things could mm. um, potentially like just push you over the edge and just make you really stressed out. Um, and another thing would be 
I know it's already been mentioned, but the early closing of shops yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really struck me. Because uh, even in Mildura, things would close, like supermarkets and big retail stores would close at like uh, 10, 11, 12. Really? Yeah. yeah wow, we is, really don't have a good here, do we? Yeah, when I, when I moved here from Melbourne, it was like the first thing. I'm, we ar- arrived at 5 p.m. And by the time we got gotten into the place, unpack things and yeah. went out to go do some grocery shops to cook something yeah. for dinner everything was closed yeah because everything closed and we're like just scratching five. our heads and we're like there's there's no way is it wow. what's going on and it's i can i can sympathize i can sympathize <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah i think i struggle with that i'd be like on a saturday oh, i want to go get groceries for dinner at six and i'm like oh too late <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think some 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 places are getting better but it's for some reason like the days that you'd expect them to stay open longer, mm. they're actually, they close fairly early. Yeah. Mm. I really just don't know how good it can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had exposure to this luxury. Yeah. 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 I can also sympathize with the driving, because, but in the sort of opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, so I'm from, you know, a bigger city yeah. where it would be, if it's not, like a, a, a short drive is half an hour. Mm. Um you know, a 10 minute drive will get you to one end of your suburb and that's it. Oh. Like, um, <laughs> not, not it. even maybe halfway through a suburb. Like it was, I, I came here and I would, I managed to like, you know, take, I would take one bus and be able to walk the rest of the way to school. Yeah. Um, And that was just something that I could never believe. Or, you know, oh. the city is 15 minutes away from like mm. most places. And it's just, and like, you, you, the freeway is so close to the <laughs> CBD and like you, you're out of Adelaide. At, within five minutes it's just it was such a big like why is everything so close together but now it's i couldn't live without it i love yeah it. and like mm. i think that if i moved to even smaller place it would be even better because i hate traveling like it's just it's just so much easier to just point a to point b as fast as possible yeah, you know? yeah. easy yeah. access yeah from where i'm from traffic is terrible uh-huh <laughs> so nothing every commute takes at least 30 minutes unless you're walking to your neighbor's house Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been pretty convenient since I got here. Yeah, even today when we were talking about meeting for this podcast. I'm walking over from uni and I was there five minutes later. And I was like, how did you get here so quickly? (laughs) Forgetting that everything is so close, (laughs) which is convenient. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, your transitions and kind of the more like pivotal moments in your life in regards to moving to a new place and all the changes that come from that. How do you cha- uh, deal with change now? And has that changed from uh, back then to now? Um, and the impacts of that, I guess. I think I've learned a lot of key skills about change and building resilience and, you know, taking the time to just sit with what has happened because I feel like times can move really fast, mm. especially, you know, from what we've seen with COVID. Um, we never get the moment to sit and reflect and just take in what has happened and we just keep moving and kind of get distracted and that's when things kind of fall apart and just I've learned that you know take my time with things even when things are going fast yeah 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 that's really good I guess um yeah I try and make time for a bit of personal reflection during the day as well like I write in a journal every morning when I wake up first thing and that gets a lot of stuff off my mind like stressful things and yeah, I think also making sure I have time for myself at the end of the day as well, like just before I go to bed, just looking back on what was stressful about the day, what was really good. And yeah, so I guess like like the move itself yeah. initially over here, 
um, to how I deal with change now. It's I've become a lot better at it. I feel like I've adapted mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel a lot more, I guess the right word is resilient. I feel like yes. I can deal yeah. with um, pressures and stresses a lot better than yeah. I used to. It's a great yeah. word. Yeah. I think it's just building on that. Yeah. Like learning how to practice gratitude every day mm. really builds that resilience. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, for one, am not great with change. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's been great to hear your stories and sort of reflect upon transition periods in my life and how that all went like I didn't handle the transition from primary school high school that great and then same from like high school to uni and they kind of like pivotal ones I can think of right now um and as I've gotten older I guess I've learned different ways to cope and things like that but I definitely used to take me weeks to feel settled and like (laughs) to find new community particularly in those transitions like um to find your feet and feel confident in yourself in those spaces And so I feel like now I'm definitely that same of like affirmations and gratitude for where you're at, but also grounding. Like Mm. sometimes when change happens, you get caught up like in that whirlwind of like literal Mm -hmm. change of that Um, and finding a space to like do some mindfulness or grounding techniques just makes all the difference to me. Sometimes literally laying on the ground like (laughs) helps. Grounding. Yeah, it will literally help me feel more mm, secure to the ground and, and what the kids okay with what's happening yeah 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 well i'm i'm a bit like a like a machine in that sense <laughs> that when it comes to change at least um because i'm more of like a, like a creature of habit i'll just i'll remember one thing and i'll do it and i'm not a big deviator so i'm not going to put myself into change but if i do something that is different i'll remember how to do it so that i can do it again um so like you know, I've moved a couple of times um, and, you know, the first time is always a bit rough, but then once you get over it the first time, I've like figured out, okay, I've got to do this, got to do that. Yeah. I've been to a couple of different places. Every time, even when I, you know, I went overseas to do travel um, and you had to do new things because, you know, why, why else are you going to go overseas and you're going to stay in the hotel room the entire yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be like, okay, well, I need to, this is big different for me. I need to remember, you know, where to go, how to do things, how people, you know, because it's, the cultures are different and like, um, you know, saying thank you and things like that are a yes, bit different. And yeah. like, even if the country has like an English speaking country, they might have, you know, different ways of, you know, speaking and mm-hmm. all their mannerisms. And so you got to, you got to sort of like be a bit more aware of your surroundings in that sense. And it's yeah. so it's a, sort of, you always like, I always have to be switched on whenever I'm not in like a really like comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. Cause like after a certain period of time, it just, you know, I can integrate it into myself and sort of like I change, like the way I moved when I was, when I moved from Melbourne, it was like very different. And I definitely adapted to the Adelaide lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so like when I go back, I'm like, wow, this is so, uh, like I remember this, but this is just like such a dip, like a foreign feeling. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's really how like I sort of just have to. I'm like a bit of a chameleon. Like yeah, I just have to you know put myself in the situation, put myself in the deep end, and then just like you know I've got to accept that change is just going to happen if I'm going to be in a new area. I can't just keep you yeah know, certain aspects of my personality. Like I've just got to be like okay. Well, this is how people talk. This is how people, you know, think. I've got to, I've got to be able to um, empathize with that, yeah, and, and take that on. And do you find there's coping skills that come with that, or I think it's yeah, it's just like knowing um, in yourself yep. that just because you're in a different area, like so it, you don't have to be scared. And I think it's really telling yourself, okay, let's think about this. Like, why? Like, why are you feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Um, um, like, what is the reason for you if you're uncomfortable? What's the reason for your uncomfortability? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, 
if especially if you've done something, you're going to do something a second time, and you go, okay, you've done this before. Let's think about it. what's the first thing you did. What's the second thing you did? Yep. You just you know, you just gotta keep keep your sort of ground yourself, mm. and then you'll be able to you'll you'll pick up all the skills that you need. Yeah, you know. that's perfect. Um, I'm curious if there was one thing you could tell yourself back then that you know now, <laughs> what would you tell yourself in that change process or something you would tell someone else now about change? Yeah. I guess just generally take a breath. <laughs> Things are going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, yeah, I found when I'm really, and um, with all the like initial activities that were set up for O Week um, and ones that the residential college themselves like ran, it just kind of swept you all up and, you know, um, while it was good, it was also really anxious. It, it was like really anxiety producing at times and something I didn't realise then that I do now is that I just need to just, just stop and breathe and try and think about the situation a bit more objectively try and take myself out of a situation, I guess, yeah. like a stressful situation, I would tell myself just to take a breath, take a few minutes, and then reprocess and get on with your day. Yeah, I would say the same. I would just tell them, take your time, take your breath, you're okay, <laughs> everything's going to be okay, and just enjoy the moment. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I think a big one is also you don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember going places like for social events mm. and I would feel obliged to stay, get there early and then leave late, like as in the stay as long as I could just because it was like someone else and I wanted to, they invited me. I felt like I had to be there as a presence, but you don't actually have to stay the whole time. You don't, if you don't enjoying it, if it's not really a vibe, you know, you just, you got, you can do the courtesy of, you know, showing up, you know, giving a present or things like that. But you don't have to be there the entire mm -hmm. time. It's mm. okay to, to leave if you don't, you know, you're yeah. not entirely comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. I think that's a really important thing to yeah. point out yeah. in all this change processes. It's like you know yourself best in yeah. any situation, and if that situation is not comfortable for you, then leave if it's safe. Like yeah, you know, absolutely. like yeah. it's absolutely you're allowed to opt out and things in life. And um, I find that hard sometimes, just yeah. saying no to things mm -hmm. in, in yeah. general. And um, change happens a lot because I say yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? A bit too agreeable sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's such a great point you brought up yeah. to try and validate that to yourself and more self-secure in that yeah um is there anything good that comes from change as well just to sort of end on that positive note of what yeah. were th what are great things you feel like come from change i think just growing and realizing that you're capable of so much more than you thought you could do i think taking on so much of my plate i'm like oh i can actually do this now and just gives you a stronger sense of what your capabilities are yeah yeah, that's a great one. Um, I guess, yeah, like now I'm really grateful to have such a great group of friends that I've um, met here in Adelaide. And mm. um, yeah, I've just kind of embraced change rather than, mm -hmm. than resist it. I found at times during my first ever O week that I would have to go back to my room in between activities just because I was just like, that was a lot. A lot of socialising, not what mm. I was used to. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I can honestly say I feel like my, like, social skills have, like, um, increased a lot. And I feel like I'm just a bit more sure of myself as well. And, like, coming, like, being a younger teenager, I guess, you're still so unsure of the world and where mm. you fit in and what your true values are. 
And um, I felt like it's kind of solidified now. And I feel like moving here and going through heaps of different processes of change, um, even in everyday life, has really helped that. Yeah, I think embracing change is one of the biggest mm -hmm. things that I learned. Mm. You know, coming to be comfortable with being outside of your comfort zone is something that I never thought I would be able to, to be at. I think definitely like that social battery. Yes, know, yes, yes. It's yes. really, you don't really learn about it. No one really tells you about it, but you just sort of, it's just there and you just know you go, wow. Especially when you go, wow, I'm really tired. When you can actually like tell yourself I'm tired, then you mm. know that you need to you need to recharge like yeah because mm. because like even just talking to someone can just be really draining yeah mm. yeah absolutely well we appreciate your insights with josh and nicole we appreciate um sharing your stories and the change that comes from that i think we've had some really good points brought up about you know having that personal resilience when it comes through change and being true to yourself in in that moment and trying to ground yourself in what's happening and making sure that you're sort of taking that time to self-reflect about what's currently happening and it's okay that change might be occurring but making sure that you are looking after yourself during that process so we appreciate those insights for sure absolutely and like every episode if anything has brought up uh for you during this um you know there's triple zero if it's an emergency but also lifeline if you need to reach out um and also if you want any more resources about change and the impacts of change you can go to our website headspace.org.au and get any extra fact sheets and they'll also be in the description of this episode but otherwise thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you thank you <laughs>